0: Amen, amen. Are you ready? I know you are. Lift your two hands above your head. Put them together.
1: Let's shout with a shout of joy and we receive our Papa Doctor
0: Abel Glory!
2: Whoa, it's thirty days of glory still on. Whoa, I tell you, I'm excited. Are you excited? Let there be light. Shining in the darkness,
0: let there be light. Shining out of the darkness, let there be light. We are the God's new creation. Everybody. Oh, oh let there, one more time. Let there be light. Shining in all the nations. Let, there, Let be there be light Shining out, Shining of, the out of the darkness oh, oh, oh. Let there be
2: Father, we the sun, this morning the are walking in the light. the We are carriers of the light. We are bearers of the light. And we shine this light through the preaching of the gospel into the nations of the earth. And we thank you that men and women are coming to the knowledge of the cross, of, of the truth. Across every nation, every continent, from, from city to city, from community to community, the gospel of Christ is prevailing on daily basis. So we ask that revelation knowledge flows in this service. Bodies and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. And we rejoice that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. In Jesus' name name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community. We are so glad to have all of you in the service this morning. Guys, it's going to be an exciting time in the word of his grace. All of the radio audience in Aquaibom, we are glad to have all of you in the service. Call a friend, a loved one. Ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our campuses all over the world. We are so glad to welcome all of you, all our... Power citizens. What a joy to, to, you know, to enjoy this whole season of word, 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 and growth, growth, growth. It's really exciting a time. Can I have a powerful amen? Are we excited in the house this morning? Can we celebrate the word of God with a shout this morning? Glory. Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of his grace this morning. Mm -mm -mm. Well, I am informed that our church in Pretoria launches today, Pretoria, South Africa. The campus in Pretoria launches today, and there are actually two services, the 8.45 a.m. service and the 11.45 a.m. service, South African time. The venue is 401 Encore Building, adjacent Sunny Park. 85 Steve Biko Road, Sunnyside, Pretoria. So all of you that follow our ministry in Pretoria, find your way to this campus, let's lighten the dark places of the earth with the truth of the gospel of Christ. Can we just give a shout to the Praetorian brethren who are already gathered? Glory to God. Amen. All right, let's get in the word this morning. Uh, we're still looking at the fruit of the spirit, but I, I want you to realize... That the local church is God's wisdom. The local church is God's idea. The local church is God's wisdom for supernatural relationships. It's a community of supernatural relationships. The local church is God's wisdom. And that is why it's critical for you to belong to one if you don't belong to one because not belonging to one makes you a foolish person because the local church is God's wisdom is God's idea for proper training discipleship and raising of ministers for proper training discipleship and raising of ministers one of the proof that you belong totally to an apostolic house or a local church is the fact that you are accountable and submitted to our discipleship structure. If you are not accountable and submitted to our discipleship structure, you are just a fan of this church. You are a fan. You know know fan club. You are just a fan. You are not an integral part of the house. So don't expect the benefits of members. To accrue to you. Don't expect the benefits. That members of the house. Are supposed to gain. To accrue to you. It doesn't matter how long. You've been coming to this church. Even if you were here before the church started. You're just a fan. You're not a member. The proof. That you're an integral part of this church. Is that you're submitted. Submitted. To accountability. And our discipleship structure. Part of the discipleship structure is to be in church every day this July. It's a discipleship structure. Intentional and deliberate. Because the essence of discipleship is training. Matthew 28. Go into the world and make disciples. The making of disciples is a curriculum. Like you attend university. It's deliberate. It's intentional. So, if you're not submitted to our discipleship structure, we don't really know you as a member. We know that you are a fan in this church. You come around. We don't take you that serious. Maybe that will mean something to you. We, we don't take you that serious. We just know that you hang around sometimes. And so, if you see us treat you like that, Is because that is the way you have given yourself. That's how much of you you have given to be a part of this ministry. There is nothing like being in the center of God's will. Being in the center of God's will is a life living in total fulfillment. Being in the center of God's will is a life living in total fulfillment. As a member of this church, you cannot afford to misunderstand what God is doing part-time. What God is doing part-time. Not what God did yesterday. Not what God did last month. What God is doing part-time. What God is doing part-time. God couldn't have moved away from here To here and you are still here thinking you are part of the move of God. I don't want to be where God used to be. I want to be where God is. So God couldn't have moved and the church moved and you are still here thinking you are part of the will of God. You are already out of the will of God. That is why you must be discerning. And that's why you must be present in the services because it is in the gathering that the mind of God per time is unveiled. It is in the gathering that the heart of God per time is unveiled. It's so important. And you know, uh, the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times. The sons of Issachar had an understanding. And he said their brethren were at their command. So men of understanding are commanders of the troop. You can't be a leader. You can't be a leader of people when you lack understanding of the times. You've got to understand. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because they did not have an understanding of the times. And he said to them, well, since you guys don't have an understanding of the times, your enemies will come and cast a trench about you. You will be overtaken by because you don't understand the times. You are still celebrating where God was when God has moved. You have built a monument about, around where God was. And you are celebrating a monument around where God used to be. Meanwhile, God has moved. God is dealing with something else. One of the reasons why you will not, may, may not understand what God is doing one of the big reasons why you can't understand what God is doing part time is offense when you are in offense you will never know what God is doing that's number 1 number 2 is a sense of entitlement when you have a sense of entitlement in a local church you will never know what God is doing because you will always think that before God moves he has to take permission from you because you have a sense of entitlement You think that God cannot move to anywhere without talking to you about it and taking permission. So in that sense of entitlement, you have arrived. Meanwhile, even God himself has not arrived. He is still walking, walking in us, walking through us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Where the Ark of the Covenant stopped, Israel was supposed to stop. When the Ark of the Covenant moved, Israel was supposed to move. This is food for the spiritual. Food for the spiritual. And I will deal a lot with a lot more of these in homecoming. I'll deal, I will deal with a lot because a lot of our people will be here from all over the world. Say with me, I don't want to be where God used to be. I want to be where God is right now. We've been examining the fruit of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19-22. to has been our key scripture. Put it up for me. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Next verse. Now he which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. Next verse. Who hath also sealed us and given to us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. The word earnest of the spirit we said, it means the proof. The guarantee of the spirit in our hearts. That's the meaning of the word earnest. The proof, the guarantee of the spirit in our hearts. So the proof of salvation is a fact that God has given his spirit in our hearts. The proof of salvation is a fact that God has given his spirit in our hearts. Romans chapter 15 verse number 8. Romans chapter 15 verse number 8. Now I say... That Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God. To confirm the promises made unto the fathers. The word confirm is the word to establish. Or better still, to fulfill. To establish or to fulfill. So Jesus died and rose from the dead. To fulfill all the promises that God had given. Let us see one of those promises, Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Look at the next verse, next verse. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statues, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. This scripture we just read sounds like the language of the new covenant. I will, I will, I will, I will. The language of the new covenant. Notice everything is personal. I will do, I will do, I will do. In verse 26 and 27 it says, I will put my spirit. I will give you a new heart. I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Notice that there is no single obligation on the part of the recipient no single obligation it is not talking it's not god talking and it is god talking and said i will do it he is not asking you to do anything i will do i will do i will do so based on this fact we believe that when jesus rose from the dead all the promises of god were fulfilled look at the language or the basis of the new covenant. In the book of Jeremiah, we see a promise that God gave concerning the new covenant. Jeremiah 31 verse 33. Jeremiah 31 verse 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those they saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Next verse. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Next verse. Thus of the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for light by night, which divided the sea when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. Again, if you observe, the spirit of the new covenant is I will. I will. I will do this. I will put my laws into their hearts and write them in their minds. If you observe, that was explained again in Hebrews chapter 8, consistency. Hebrews chapter 8, and this was God talking about the new covenant. So which means, therefore, that the new covenant is not a set of obligations that you have to fulfill. The new covenant is not a set of do's and don'ts that you have to observe. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 to 13, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, say of the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Next verse. They shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Next verse. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Again, I, I, I. Look at verse 13. In that he saith a new covenant. He had made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. So he repeats the same word. Which means in other words, this has come to pass in verse 10. Because now we are in the new covenant. Where, where? In the new covenant. So by the fulfillment of the promise of this prophecy... He has put to an end the old covenant of demand. By the fulfillment of this prophecy, God has put to an end the old covenant of demand. The old covenant of demand has been put out. There's a new covenant where God is responsible for it. I will, I will, I will do, I will do. Now, When he said, I will write my law in their hearts, what does it imply? Notice, he didn't say, I will write the Ten Commandments in their hearts. That's not what he said. He also didn't say, I will write the laws of Moses in their hearts. That's not what he said. Now that word law in the Greek translation of the Hebrew lexicon is the word instructions. I will write my law. That is, I will put my instructions in their hearts. Instructions. Like when you give a manual of operation. A manual of operation. When you buy a car, brand new car, I'm talking about a car that is brand new that nobody has reading in. That car comes with a manual. The manual of operation. I'm not sure second-hand cars come with manuals, but I know that when it is brand new, New, it comes with a manual of operation. And the reason for the manual is so that the owner of the car will read the manual. Even though I know many people don't read the manual. You read the manual to understand the functionality of the car. So you can maximize the car. Let me use the most common one, cell phones. When you buy cell phones, each cell phone comes with a manual. Sometimes the manual is is fatter twice than the phone itself. Because the manual lays for you instructions on how to utilize the facilities and maximally gain the benefit of the value of the money you spent on that phone. So they give you a manual of operations. And that those are instructions to help you enjoy the facility or the gadget you just bought. So God now is saying, I will put how it works in your hearts. I will put how the new covenant works in your hearts. In other words, I will grant you ability to function in the new covenant. I will grant you ability. It's not saying the laws of Moses will be written in your hearts. John chapter 1 verse 17 tells us that the law was given by Moses. But grace which is truth came by Jesus Christ. Moses gave the law. Jesus brings grace and truth. In Romans chapter 8 verse 2 he says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is the law of Moses. The law of life in Christ Jesus is the 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 law of perfect liberty. The law of perfect liberty in Christ. So we can be free from the law of sin and death. And that law is now put in our hearts. Are you following? We can be free from the law of sin and death. And that law is now put in our hearts. Jesus, by his sacrifice, has fulfilled the law. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 and 18. Matthew Chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. That The word fulfill there means to meet its demands. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall, not in, in, shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Jesus, by his sacrifice, has fulfilled the law. Yesterday, I was so, I was so, I was so startled last night. Because I was watching, I think it was Benny Hinn. He just did a broadcast that last night. I mean, that last night was when he was doing the teaching, that last night. And then he said something that just made me shook my head. And I said, why are you lying? I didn't know when I said it he said in the book of acts the bible says people sold their properties and brought to the church and because of that god blessed them that none of them lacked i didn't know when i said why are you like go check it it's on youtube it's not uh, i'm not forming something i said why are you lying That is because they brought and put their their things at the apostle's feet. That is why they were so blessed that they didn't lack. The Bible says because they brought it to the apostle's feet, what they brought was distributed so that nobody was lacking. It doesn't mean that they gave so God now prospered them not to lack. That is the immorality that prosperity preachers use. They use that immorality in the abuse of the context of scripture. And he kept emphasizing it. He kept emphasizing it. Oh, that because they brought, God blessed them. That you have to bring if you want to be blessed. No, no, sir. You're lying. You're lying. With all due respect, Pastor Benny, you're lying. You're lying. and lying in public. Stop it. You're lying. There is nothing you give to God that makes God bless you. God gave you. That is why you're blessed. He gave you himself. That's why you're blessed. Jesus fulfilled the law. All the demands of the law were fulfilled by Christ. All the demands. He fulfilled it so that you have no demands of the law to fulfill. If you will have to meet the demands of the law, then Jesus died in vain. He fulfilled all the demands of the law. Pay attention. What does it mean, therefore, when the Bible says Jesus fulfilled the law? He is not giving us the law of Moses through the back door. The law of Moses is the law of sin and death. So, he is not saying, I will write the Ten Commandments in your hearts. Because anytime we say laws and commandments, our minds go to Sinai. But Sinai is a mountain of bondage. Zion is a mountain of freedom. We are not come to Mount Sinai. We are come to Mount Zion. I'm teaching good here. Yeah, Mount Zion. Jerusalem is our mother, not Sinai. In Rome, Galatians chapter 4. So we are not to fulfill the law of Moses. Anybody doing that is feasting on ignorance. Jesus has fulfilled the law of Moses for us. Jesus has fulfilled the law of Moses for us. Can I hear you say with me very loud, Jesus, the radio audience wants to hear you, Jesus has fulfilled the demands of the law for me. I didn't hear a powerful, amen. Look at Romans 3, 19. Romans chapter 3, verse number 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. That every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. The law came to shut you up, the law came to baptize you with guilt. All right, and it says, The law declares everyone guilty in the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. Put it up for me, Hebrews 8, 8 and 9. For finding fault with them, he saith. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. I will make a new covenant. What is the benefit of this new covenant that he has made with us? Romans chapter 10 verse 4. Romans chapter 10 verse number 4. For Christ is the end of the law of Moses for righteousness. To everyone that believeth. Once you come to Christ... The law of Moses ceases. He is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Say with me very loud Jesus is the end of the law. So you can't have the law come back again and be put in our hearts. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 3, 3 and 4. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. He's talking about the two covenants. Next verse, verse 4. And such trust have we through Christ to God's world. Alright, next verse. Verse number 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Can somebody shout very loud? My sufficiency is of God. Say, I have a God's sufficiency. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Look at verse 8. Now he begins to deal with some, I mean, verse 6 of that same 1st Corinthians. Verse 6, 1st Corinthians 3. <clears throat> who also, sorry, 2 Corinthians 3, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the later, but of the Spirit. For the later, Sinai killeth, but the Spirit, Zion, giveth life. Is it getting clear? All right, the later killeth, the Spirit giveth life. Next verse, verse 7. But if the ministration of death... Written and engraving in stones, Mount Sinai was glorious. So that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses the lawgiver for the glory of his countenance. But even that glory of Sinai is glory that was to be done away. Next verse. How shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious? Teaching good? So, Sinai is bondage. Zion is liberty. Sinai is the law of Moses. Zion is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Stay with me. So, ministration of death, Old Testament. Ministration of the spirit, New Testament. Today, we are recipients of the spirit. So, when we say today, it's written in our hearts... What is written in our hearts is the indwelling of the spirit. What is written in our hearts is not with ink. What is written in our hearts is the spirit of God. The spirit of adoption. I will put my spirit in their hearts and cause them to walk in my statues. I will make them do my word. To do my word is not a new set of laws. So we therefore don't carry instructions around. We carry abilities around. We don't carry instructions around. We carry abilities. God given abilities by his spirit around. Are you still here? Yeah. Say with me very loud, I carry abilities. So God enables you. You know, I told you, God does not instruct you to do what He has not enabled you to do. Did I say that? God does not instruct you to do what He has not first of all enabled you to do. The instructions will always come after the empowerment. The ability will precede the instructions. You know, it's Ken Hagin, Ken Hagin Senior, uh, his wife, Oreta, Oreta Hagin, who said. God's grace is greater than the price. The grace of God is greater than the price for what he has instructed you to do. God will never instruct you to do what his ability within you cannot do. Never. If God tells you you are blessed, it's because in you the ability of the blessing resides. If God calls you righteous... It's because the composition inside you is righteous. God will first of all give you the ability before giving you the instruction. It is only man that gives you instruction without ability. And that's why men fail. M- men fail. I mean, men fail. In secular in, 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 in organizations, you are not appointed the head of a department without resources to carry out the, the, the functionalities of that department. Otherwise, you will fail. Why won't you fail? When they say, okay, these are the things you're going to do and there's no budget. Where are you going to raise the money from? And that's why there's corruption. There's corruption because we're expecting people to do what they are not empowered to do. Am I communicating at all? God will never ask you to do what he has not enabled you to carry out. 1st John chapter 3, 5 verse 3, Brother John says his commandments are not grievous. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. You won't have to go for training to obey God's word. You don't need extra training to obey God's word. Because within you is the ability to do the word because you are born of the word. Teaching good this morning. You will not have to pray hard to obey God. You don't even need prayer to obey God. Obedience to God is in your DNA. You wouldn't have to fast to fulfill his commandment. I mean, don't get me wrong. I fast. We fast as a church. But it is not fasting so that we can have abilities. It is fasting in self-discipline so we can focus on what we are doing. So God gives the ability... And based on that ability, he gives instructions. So a new covenant, a new covenant from what we have read in Ezekiel 36 and Jeremiah 31, a new covenant therefore constitutes a change of the heart of a man. A change of the heart of a man. It changes the nature of a man. The new covenant changes the nature of a man. That means in the new covenant, there is a change of nature. In the new covenant, there is a change of nature. What is nature? Nature is what you are disposed to. Your nature is what you are disposed to. What you are made for. Your nature talks about your makeup. What you are disposed towards. That's your nature. If you put a fish inside water. And the fish begins to swim. And you are surprised. You need some education. You didn't hear that. If you drop a live fish in the river. And the fish begins to swim. And you are surprised. You need some education. Because the fish naturally ought to s- swim in the river. But if you get in- inside water like me. I like swimming pools. I love making pictures by swimming pools. I love sitting by swimming pools to do videos. And I like to sit on the edge of swimming pool and put my legs inside and chat. But don't take me further. You will have a drunken man who might not survive. <laughs> Why can't I swim? Because I'm not a fish. (laughs) The land is my territory. I don't need training to walk. I don't need skills to walk. I just walk. But if I must use the river, I must subject myself to the training of a fish. Otherwise, a proper human being cannot swim. He must subject himself to the ways of a fish. The reason why some of us cannot swim is because we have not understood f- the ways of a fish. When we enter the water, we just drop inside two more. If you are going to swim, you must, you must adopt the ways of a fish and you must develop their skills. Why? Because the river is their natural habitation. The land is our natural habitation. A fish out of the river chokes because it doesn't belong here. The nature of the believer is the spirit of God. Outside the spirit of God, the believer chokes because he doesn't live outside. He lives in the spirit and he walks in the spirit. That is his enabling environment. That is where the believer thrives best. So when you say a new heart or a new spirit, he is talking about what you are disposed to. So when you see someone who has been given a new heart and a new spirit, you are saying what that man has is a new nature. So the new covenant, therefore, is not a new set of rules, but rather is a new kind of people. With a new kind of nature, with a new kind of heart. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man in Christ is a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Are you in Christ? Hello, are you in Christ? How did you get into Christ? By being baptized into the spirit. 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen, You got into Christ by being baptized into the spirit. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Into. That's how you got into Christ. By the baptism of the spirit. I will put my spirit within you. That's the baptism of the spirit. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into, into one spirit. When you believe the gospel, the spirit does the baptizing. You do the receiving. When you believe the gospel, the spirit does the baptizing. You do the receiving. So you are in Christ. And everyone in Christ, he said, a new heart and a new spirit. So who are you now? What's your identity? You are a new creature. Or you are a new creation. A new creation. That word creature is the Greek word kitesis. I spell it for you so that you write the right thing. K-T-I-S-I-S. That's the word for creature. Ktisis is used 19 times in the Greek. It is always used for a divine work. A divine work. It is always used for something that was created by God. Ktisis. The born again man is not an innovation. He is a creation. And is always used, that word kitesis, most of the times, for human beings. A divine walk, something God has done. Which means that what God did in Christ is a new walk. It's not a renovation of what happened in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. It's a new walk that has never existed before. The born-again man is not an upgrade. The born-again man is not an improvement on Adam. He's not an upgrade. He's not a renovation. He's a brand new being. Is something that God did newly. Brother Kenyon calls it a new kind of humanity. The word new is the Greek word kainos. K A I N O S. Kainos. In the Greek, new. It means it hasn't existed before. So that means before now, there was nothing like this. There was nothing until God raised Jesus from the dead. It is upon the resurrection of Jesus that a new kind of humanity has been brought forth. Are you still here? This kind of man hasn't existed before. What God did in Christ has never, never been done until Jesus died and rose. The kind of man found in Christ has never been before Jesus' death and resurrection. So, that's the word, the word new kitesis or kynos Some version calls it a new species, a new species of being, a new kind, a new breed, a new race. So in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, when brother Paul will now say, we are Ephesians 2 10, for we are his workmanship created, created means it was not there before created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. The word workmanship is the Greek word P O I M E A. That's a Greek word for workmanship. P O I M E A. Paeomia. It is also used in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. It is used for something you walked upon. And oftentimes, it's used historically for a work of hearts. A work of hearts. Which means that God took his time. To work on this being. God was not rushing. It is something that engaged the skills of God. God used all his skills in the fabrication of this new being. How did he do it? Now, before you arrive at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, you must have read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Put it up for me, 1-3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenlies in Christ. So we are blessed. Verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him, Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5. Oh, I love verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6. Verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted, Where. In the beloved, verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Then you get to where he began to say, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you by his spirit, that he will grant you by his spirit to begin to walk in his will. Then he prayed that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know the hope of your calling. He prayed and prayed and prayed. And then when he now finished praying in chapter 2. He said he has quickened us together. Raised us up together. Made us sit together with him. In the heavenlies. Then he now began to say. In the next chapter. He began to say for by grace. Are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. For we are so the resultant effect of all that we read is what made us his workmanship. Glory to God! So He's telling what God did; that it is now called His workmanship. Is the first thing is He blessed, He accepted, He forgave, He sealed us, raised us up, quickened us, made us sit. All of that put together is what God has called that is described now as his workmanship. That is what is described now as his workmanship. Which means all the things we enumerated are the configurations that God took time to put together to form this man called the new creation. Are you still here? I want to be sure I'm not too fast for you. So the word workmanship in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 deals with how God did it in Christ. So I am a result of what Jesus did. I didn't add anything to what Christ did. I found everything in him. Pay attention please. Within what God did in Christ, notice he says you are the workmanship of God... Created in Christ. So everything in the new creation is found in Christ. If you are going to see the new creation, you look for him in Christ. The word in Christ is not like the usher's label. It's not like the usher's label in church. Being in Christ is a vital truth. That means everything that is in him is in me. So brother Paul will say to to Philemon, in Philemon 1.6, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you because you are in Christ. So the word workmanship tells you something. Because God is called a workman. By saying workmanship... You are referring to God as an artist. Whatever God does is perfect. Whatever God does is perfect. So if there is workmanship, it means what he has done is perfect. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14. Ecclesiastes 3 14. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. You are his workmanship. Whatever God doeth is perfect. Look at Deuteronomy 32 verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse number 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. His work is perfect. You are his work. Oh, somebody's not hearing me. His work is what? Perfect. And who is his work? You are his handiwork. That means the new creation is perfect. There is no defect. There is no imperfection in the new creation. That means the workmanship of God in Christ. The pioneer of God is perfect. Now watch. The the word perfect doesn't mean mature. The word perfect in the Greek means something you cannot improve upon. Perfect. Something you cannot improve upon. That's the meaning of the word perfect in the Greek. That means everything is complete. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and powers. Somebody enjoying this shout hallelujah. That word complete is the word pleroma. It means you cannot add to it. You cannot improve on it. This is the final product. It doesn't mean you cannot develop it. You can develop, but what you are developing him to be is already inside him. You are not adding, but you can help him to bring out everything inside by teaching. But teaching doesn't add to who you are. Teaching brings you to a consciousness of who you are. Teaching good this morning. You can develop him so he can make use of what is in there. You cannot grow in what is available. You cannot add more. There are some prayers we pray. Listen carefully. Prayer is only as effective as the knowledge you have. Any prayer without knowledge is a waste of energy and time. That's why men of knowledge don't pray certain prayers. John Wesley I love John Wesley. John Wesley. You know he worked with Charles Finney. John Wesley. He said, he that studies his Bible well, has prayed well. He that studies his Bible well, has prayed well. And I agree with him. Some guys just pray some aimless prayers. Lord, baptize me with your love. What a useless prayer. God is not going to give you more love. All the love you need is in you. You can only grow in the understanding of what is already perfect. Because you are the workmanship of God in Christ. There are long prayers that make no sense. Lord, make us faithful. What kind of prayer is that? When you ask God to make you more faithful, you're already praying a prayer that has no answer. Praying for what you already have is praying a prayer that will never be answered. Praying for what God has already done in you is praying a prayer that can never be answered. Never. When you are done praying for faith, more faith, praying for power, oh, send your power, send your power. Oh Lord Jehovah, send your power into my heart. More love, more power, more of you in my life. When you finish all of that, as you grow a little bit, you come to terms with the fact that you're already complete in him. That there was no need for all of that. You're already complete in him. Why do you always pray with the Holy Ghost outside you? (laughs) Why do you always pray seeking for a spirit outside you? Eh? Father, give me the spirit. From where? You are looking for a spirit from outside. An evil spirit will come. The believer doesn't need more spirit. He is born of the spirit. He is spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is... You don't need more spirit. You are born of the spirit. Say with me, I am perfect in Christ. Please, can you say, it like you know what you're talking about?? <laughs> you, cannot you cannot add to the new creature. You cannot add to the new creature, because he is the workmanship of God in Christ. So when Christians behave otherwise, it is two things. The first reason why believers behave otherwise, firstly is a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge. In First Corinthians chapter three verse two. 1 Corinthians 3, 2, 3, 4. Put it up for me quickly. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. Next verse. For You are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as mere men? That's the way the Amplified calls it. Next verse. For while one said, I'm of Paul, And another arm of Apollos, are you not carnal? Say I couldn't speak to your spiritual because you couldn't bear it. Even now you cannot. So the level of the knowledge available to you affects your conduct. The level of knowledge you have affects your conduct. When you see a Christian sometimes, because sometimes you see some Christians who conclude that they are not saved. That their salvation can be lost. is because he lacks understanding. So he walks differently. Paul said they walk like mere men. Mere men means they walk like sinners. When you don't have a knowledge of whom Christ has made you, you continue walking like a sinner. The second kind of person is one who deliberately refuses to walk in the word. Deliberately. He refuses to walk in the word. Brother Paul said walk in the spirit. Galatians 5.16. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Next verse. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Next verse. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. So he now mentions all of them, all the works of the flesh manifest, which are these fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, murders, and all that. That's the list of the works of the flesh which a man that lacks the knowledge of God will still be indulging in. Then he says in verse 22 of Galatians 5, Galatians 5, but the fruit of the spirit or the fruit of the believer or the fruit of a son is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, next verse, meekness, temperance, against such... There is, there, are, there is no law. Next verse. And they that are Christ. Have crucified the flesh. With the affections. And with the lust. So that means a refusal to walk in the spirit. Is a walk in the flesh. A refusal to walk in the spirit. Is a walk in the flesh. So two reasons. Number one, lack of understanding of the word. That is speaking contrary to the word and acting against the word. You just stand up and go around shouting. Shouting. I am not able. I don't even know if the power of God inside me is genuine. I don't even know whether I am really saved or I am not. When you start talking like that, you're walking in the flesh. You go around saying, this is my sickness. This is my sickness. If you know how much the church has fasted for me, this is my sickness. You're in the flesh. And a man in the flesh cannot please God. And listen carefully. A man in the flesh cannot resist Satan. A man in the flesh cannot resist Satan. That's why I say, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Number two, the second reason why people walk as mere men, as sinners, is a refusal to act on the word. So please listen. God's walk is the new creation. God's walk is the new creation. Say with me very loud. I am God's walk. I am perfect. I am his handiwork said very loud louder than you said it before i am god's work i am perfect i am his handiwork i didn't hear powerful amen so you're not praying for more faith you're not praying for more love you're not praying for more spirit you're not praying for more grace you're not praying for more power you're not praying for more joy that is who you are fruit of the spirit Fruit of the new creation. It means the new creation has love, has gentleness, has goodness. So when Paul said all things are passed away, I mean old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new in Galatians 5.24. He now says those old things that are passed away, we have crucified the flesh and its affections. So, because we have crucified the flesh and its affections, everything now is new. He mentions love. Say, I have love. Love is my nature. Are you afraid? Say, I have love. Love is my nature. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, let's read it. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not herself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Never. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Tongues will cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But charity never fails. Say with me, I suffer long. Now put that scripture again. We're now going to read it together and substitute charity for I. Give me from verse 4. From verse 4. 1 Corinthians 30. I suffer long. I am kind. I envied not. I vaunted not myself. I am not puffed up. Next verse. I do not behave myself on I do not seek my own. I am not easily provoked. I think no evil. Next verse. I rejoice not in iniquity, but I rejoice in the truth. Next verse. I bear all things. I believe all things. I hope all things. I endure all things. Next verse. I never fail. Glory to God. I never fail. That's who you are. And you know the primary way we walk in the spirit is by speaking. So as we are saying those things, what were we doing? We were walking in the spirit. I'm going to say my mind now. I want to say my mind now. Please, don't say your mind. Renew your mind. Don't say your mind the way it's doing you. Renew that mind. Let this mind be in you. Which was in Christ Jesus. Don't say your mind. Say the mind of Christ. Don't say your mind. Say the mind of Christ. Christ. Say again with me, I am not easily provoked. Say it two more times. Say it one more time. Because some people, your fuse is so short. I walk in the spirit, I think no evil. Always, always wish people well always wish people well anywhere you find them. I rejoice not in iniquity. I only rejoice in the truth. I believe all things refers to people. I believe all things about people. When people come around me and they say things about a brother and just try to run him down. When they finish, I'll tell them, well, I have had you, but I believe the best of that brother. I believe the very best of that brother. I'm not going to conclude that brother based on what you say. What did you even say? Is your word stronger than the word of God? I believe the best of that brother. Believe the very best of people. That's a walk in the spirit. Tell them I believe my brother will do the right thing. When you start acting like that gossips will avoid you. I believe the best of every situation. Because I am love. Whereas in the work of the flesh, you believe the very worst of people, and you believe the very worst of situations. I believe the best of people. (laughs) There are some of you in this church, people have come to my office and told me woeful things about you, but you didn't even hear it. You didn't even hear it from my mouth. As long as what they told me about you was not destructive to the society. And destructive to their lives. There's no need for me to say to you. I believe the best of you. I believe you will do right. I believe that sitting under my teaching. The word of God will fix whatever was not right. So I will not take. I will not take vomits. From an unbeliever. And use it to decorate you. I will use the word of God. The beauty of the finished work of Christ. I will put it on you. And look at you in that light. I believe the best of you. I believe the best of you. I believe you will come out right. I don't care where you are now, but you are coming out right because you are the handiwork of God. Your eyes, workmanship. Your eyes, workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. I believe the best of you. Hallelujah. As your children are growing, your children... As I'm talking about your biological children. As your children are growing, also keep saying to your children... I believe the very best of you. Tell your children, I believe the best of you. I believe in you. I believe you. I believe the best. The very best. Don't call your children idiots, monkey. No. Brother Copeland used to say, surround your children... With faith and love. Surround them with faith and love. Decorate them with faith and love. Tell your kids, I believe you will do the right thing. I believe you will do the right thing. Whenever we have our family meetings, that's what mama says to the children. You guys will do right. You will do right. You will do right. Sometimes I could add a caution. Watch this. Watch that. Watch that. Our desire for you is the best and nothing but the best. We speak words of our children. Even when your children are failing, believe the best. Speak the best. Believing the very best includes those moments when people are not behaving right, you keep believing the very best. Love, believes the best in persons. We will come to this in a, bit, a bit later as we continue. Because we will look at it in the light of what Jesus did and what the apostles did. So we must learn to believe the best of people. Don't believe the worst. Don't expect people to do bad things. Expect them to do right things. Love never fails. Love will always win. Praise God. I say praise God. That first Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to 8. 13, 4 to 8 where we just read. That is who you are in Christ. Did you hear that? Say with me, this is who I am in Christ. Put it up for me. Say, I suffer long. I am kind. I envy not. I vaunt not myself. I'm not puffed up. Put the next scripture up. I do not behave myself on I seek not my own. I'm not easily provoked. I do not think evil. I rejoice not in iniquity. I rejoice in the truth. I bear all things. I believe all things. I hope all things. I endure all things. I never fail. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Now, don't you I never say, that's who I am in Christ. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 9. Romans chapter 12 verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. The word dissimulation. That word there means pretense. Or hypocrisy. Some guys are good pretenders. Good pretenders. Let love be without pretense. Let love be without hypocrisy. We are family. We are one. We must mean it. Some of us sing such songs, but we don't mean it. We are heirs of the father. We are joined heirs with the son. We are children of the kingdom. We are family. We are one. After singing the song, we act like strangers to one another. It means we don't believe what we sang. Because if you believe what you sang, after singing it, you will walk in it. After singing it, you will walk in it. Let love be without pretense. Quickly check what is making noise on my speakers. Let love be without pretense. Look at that same Romans chapter 12 verse 9. Love is in action. Love is in action. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Next verse. Be kindly affectioned. One to another. With brotherly love. In honor preferring one another. In what? In honor. In honor. Verse 11. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Hayataba. People you love, you pray for. People you love, you pray for. People you pray for sincerely, you can never gossip them. You can never backbite people that you spend quality time to pray for. You can't backbite them. Because in prayer, you're praying the word of God. Backbiting, you are speaking useless things. You can't pray the word of God into people's lives and have the audacity to gossip them. No. So when you are gossiping, you're not in prayer. Did you hear that? Anybody who brings gossip to you, his prayer barren. Praying people believe the best of everybody because they believe in the outcome of their prayer. When you pray for someone and you don't believe the best of the person, you are just a pretender. Your love is hypocrisy. Brother, I want us to pray for that sister. You know, I heard she's been going around with three brothers in this church. I just want us to be praying for her. You know, brother, let's just be praying. They didn't pray the prayer. It was a gossip in style. It was an announcement of that the sister is, is what? Is, uh, is loose. That's what he was looking for how to say. Pretender. hip po 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 Whatever you like, you can conclude it with. When you genuinely pray for people and they fail or make mistakes, you surround them with faith and love. Because you believe in what you prayed. You surround them with faith and love. You believe the best of them. And you know they will come out. And love never fails. They will surely come out. You say the right things. You believe the best of them. You believe the best of them. I've made some mistakes in my life. Mama will call me, sit me down in my room. And pour it on me. When mama pours it on you, it's been poured. <laughs> she will give me straight, no sugar coating. Bam, 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 bam. My heart will be jumping. Pa, 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 pa. When she finished, she'll say, did you hear what I said? I'll say, yes. she says, all right, let's go down for your food. Ha, ha, you just beat me. You now can't say, make a good chop. Appetite has gone. Let me set you first. Say, let's go for your food now. Matter has finished. That's love. You surround people you love with faith, you surround people you love with prayer. There's no way Satan can get at them. But when you are not praying, <laughs> you are inviting Satan because you are the one gossiping. You're carrying stories around. Say the right things. Believe the best of them. If somebody comes to you with a gossip on them, say, I don't believe he did it. I don't believe he did it. Case closed. Say, you can't. I don't believe he did it. Amen. Case closed. I don't believe he did it. The person I'm praying for, I don't believe he did it maybe you didn't see well go and look again you are not denying a wrong done you are standing fast in faith are you following because you can't function like the world the world will buy the story because the world has nothing to offer. You, you have faith, you have love, you have prayer. And the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man make a tremendous power to enable the person stand available. When you have supplied power and you supply faith and love, there's no way a man can fail. There's no way. Your children will only come out wrong when you are the one who fed them with the wrong. I know you are a stupid boy. I know you can never amount to anything. See all your friends. They are smarter than you. When a father who is an authority figure is saying such things to his children, why will they not be third class? is let my people go. They will be fourth class. You wake up in the morning and speak over your children. Whenever Whenever you see them, whenever you're around them, I believe the best of you. Proud of you. You are excelling. You are doing well. I believe the best of you. Love is not just... (laughs) Love is sacrifice. Love is believing the best of people. It's not an emotion. Love is not an emotion. Love is your identity. Love is who you are. It's not a feeling. I feel good. I don't feel good. I don't love. I feel good. -uh. Love is not an emotion. Love is your nature. Glory to God. You can't miss second service. Because it is now I want to start the message. I'm I'm very serious. It is now I want to start the message. Glory to God. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Look at verse 13. Let me close somewhere now. Then we continue in the second service. Verse 13 of that Romans chapter 12. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Giving to hospitality. So love distributes. Love does not gather. Love distributes. It is given to hospitality. You are welcoming. You are friendly. You are sweet. When service is finishing, you spray the fragrance of your sweetness, the aroma of your friendship, and the aroma of your love. You spray it around brethren. On your way to to your car, a brother follows you, bro, which way are you going? Don't tell him, I'm not going your way. You don't even know his way. You are given to hospitality. You should even be the one looking at... Where, do, where are you going? My car is empty. Is anybody here going my direction? I can drop you. Because I love you. I love you. Come come, 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 Get in the cars. Praise God. You play my message in the car. And all of you are feasting on it. ba. The thing is sweet. You slow down the drive so that by the time we are arriving 15 minutes of the message has refired all of us in the car you drop everybody that is heaven's atmosphere that is heaven's atmosphere Satan will be afraid of that that fellowship am I talking to somebody here inside that car there can be no gossip it is different I'm the one preaching inside You just left where I'm preaching and we're all inside the preaching again. And somebody said, did you see that brother's shoe? From where? From where? Say with me, I go all over the world. Creating environments of heaven on the earth. Glory to God. When we all love one another this way, we make this world a better place. Reach out and touch somebody's hands. Make this world a better place in Jesus' name. Reach out and touch somebody's hands. Make this world a better place in Jesus' name. It's not just touching the hand. Touching the hand is just a a figure of speech. Be a blessing to somebody. This world can be better if all of us live our realities. We can experience the fullness of heaven on the earth if we live out our realities. Somebody is not shouting hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let love be hospitable. Let love be welcoming. You cannot be a minister of the gospel and not know how to smile. Stand up, let's do a class in smiling. Smiling. Stand up, that's all I've got for you. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and give him a smile. That's right. Just so give somebody a smile. You know, some people smile. Some people smile, you have to design it.. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, let's make this world a better place. Let's create an environment of heaven on the earth. You come to church with two in your pocket. As you are removing one to chew, look at the brother nearby. Say you care for. Don't just chew and leave the other one. Let's make this world a better place. You come with some chingom in your pocket. As you open it, you distribute. I am an I am an Let's make this world a better place. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth who went about doing. And today he's in you. So he should go about through you doing. Good. Let's make this world a better place We are the light of the world We are the salt of the earth Let's make this world a better place Zibora katana. There's too much pressure There's too much satanic activity Let our salt begin to matter There's too much darkness Let our light begin to shine Oh, I tell you, you don't want to miss the next service. Father, I pray for everybody. Let's pray in the spirit together, everybody. Just grab somebody, pray for somebody. Let's pray for one another. Just spend a few minutes. Let's pray for one another. One, two minutes of prayer for one another. One, two minutes of prayer for one another. Le gro do zoko shakana manglene mosa tele ne managarete nikalana mana katana kalea Oh l'amore de gegesekele ne baba bobosh Ongalana mambro da bobo boroko to mana naketelenima mama mambro godosa keleda ah Shekolana, mombro, dabo, reketina, gangranange, elemona, mazoboro, de Bebe engele bobo, shukalana, mambra, ah, zeboro, cotuna, kalana, mambra, nanglanama, oh, zeboro, cotona, cata. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Richard and touch. Reach out and touch somebody's hands make this world a better place in Jesus name reach out and touch somebody's hands
0: make this world a better place in Jesus name reach out and touch somebody's hands make this world a better place In Jesus' name Reach out and touch Somebody's Somebody's hands Make this world a better place In Jesus' name Reach Reach out and touch Somebody's hands Make this world a better place In Jesus' name Just reach out and touch touch somebody's hands, make this world a better place, in Jesus name, Father I pray
2: for everybody under the sound of my voice, that these realities become our realities, that all over the world, wherever we are found, we'll be reproducing environments of heaven on the earth, thank you for your word, thank you for your love, thank you for hospitality among us. Thank you for hospitality among us. Oh, thank you for these realities taking hold of our minds and causing us to walk in the Spirit. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Grab your honor offerings. Let's give and worship Jesus this morning. Online the banking details are scrolling On television the banking details are scrolling Radio audience Mr. Michael Bush read their bank accounts for you But we all give right now with joy In campuses is the honor offering We give in honor we give in worship We give to honor the labor Of God's word online and everybody Lift up your offerings father we pray In faith that our offerings Meet needs of the gospel And meet needs of humanity And we rejoice because The work of God on earth is carried Out in Jesus' name, I didn't hear a powerful amen. You don't want to go away. I still have a few minutes to do as the counselor with Mr. Michael Bush this morning, but until then, let's drop the offerings anywhere around the pulpit. Hit the music, let's do it as we give and honor the risen Lord. Praise God.
0: Day, day I can never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Come on. Jesus, my Savior, Amen. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. Yeah. He met the needs of my heart.
3: a leader among us to take it or him for granted. Maybe just because you know that um, uh, you're familiar with him, you know that he, uh, you know, he snores when he sleeps, and then therefore you want to like, see him finish. You know, like Joshua, how we used to hear in those days when he was raising uh, Moses' hand up. And every time he went down, Moses will lose, or the army will lose. And when he raises it up, you know, the army will win. And we used to say that maybe as he carried Moses' hand up, he was smelling his armpit, and therefore he was like, "Mm," and go down. But the support of him and holding him up despite the smell of the armpit gave victory. So that you know uh, a man of God to his house or a leader to his death doesn't give you uh, um, you know, the right to, to behave careless. Amen. Many times I have to caution myself that this man that God has anointed among others, I better not get familiar. Or say, you, why did you uh, uh, eat like that? <coughs> or why did you do this? And after I finish that, I still have to honor him as the person that God is sitting mightily on. Amen. Not just in, on. It will do you well as well to honor God, whom God has clearly made a leader among us. Amen. Amen. May God make this word large and light in your hearts, because we need it at this time. Hallelujah. Now bring out your uh, worship offerings and your kingdom investments and every other givings that you wish to advance the kingdom of God with. This is the time. Never get weary to do well. One good doing is giving at all times. We are giving opportunity to advance. Especially you believe in a cause you believe in. Happily give, sacrificially give, and you know, you yourself will feel fulfilled as a growing honest, and as a maturing son in the house of his father. Amen. You have your kingdom investments. You have your general worship offerings. Please let's bring it out now at this time. Give thanks. You know, speak a word to it. Let it go make habitations in men's souls because as the word of God goes through your money... A space is made in, in the hearts of men for God to come in. Amen. Thank you Father. With all our hearts, with every understanding we give that your work may prosper in our time. We do not hold back our resources from our maker because there's nothing we have and are that is not by you. We give you all the glory back. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And this week we command that those who are in need, doors will open to them, doors of opportunity, doors of jobs, doors of connections that will cause finances to flow, or whatever other area of need, whether health wise or family whatever. Every opportunity is released upon every need, needful person this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. We come back next time we together in testimonies and songs of praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now bring it out. You have the kingdom investments in the basket and the general worship offerings on the altar here. Amen.
1: Yeah, yeah, He's working for me. He's working for me. I don't have to worry 'cause. Oh, 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 He's working for me, guys. He's working for me, guys. Oh, I don't have to worry cause for me. He's working for me. Yeah, yeah. He's working for me. Yeah, yeah.
4: The council starts any moment now. Before then, though, let me just quickly give you the ritualistic opening announcements I always give at this point of the program account name remains Power City International. They have two bank accounts. That is UBA, number one, 139-26465. 139-26465, that's the account number for UBA. The account name remains Power City International the second bank account is Zenith and that is 10 12 36 59 12 10 12 36 59 12 Power City International is the same bank account name okay Uh, we're going to have um, some calls we're going to have at least one window of about five six seven eight minutes max for phone calls the number if you're calling from outside Nigeria is plus two three four. Otherwise, simply 806 9939 But if you want to send us an SMS or two, we also have a line for that. It's plus 234. Again, if you're doing from outside Nigeria, otherwise, simply 0703-691-8642. You want to send us an email, quick one, ask the counselor now at gmail.com. For sponsorship, for retainer, for partnership and for support. Just use the program hotline, and that is with a to making sure that we we'll continue to remain on air all around the world. Plus 234 again if you're calling from our site, Nigeria, otherwise, simply 0803 275 6104, or you fire an email or two to dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. there, of course, is DR. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor IJ Aquarius. We are complete like that with our production team. Please give us a round of applause. Well, anytime I ask for an applause for us, you always uh, do it grudgingly. Uh, but the, we don't mind. There is the one that you cannot. <laughs> but fire, even before I bring him, our father, Globubaba, Doctor Abel, Damina, the Intercontinental,
2: Mr. Bush, no, morning. So nice to see you. What a day to be alive. let's go. Let's pray. Father, thank you for grace that is upon this nation, upon Akwaibom State. And thank you for men that you are raising with the gospel to preach the truth of Christ all over the world. Men are coming to the knowledge of the truth. We speak peace over Nigeria. We speak peace over Akwaibom. And we ask that enabling environments are created even by our governments for the gospel to continue to thrive. We give you praise in Jesus' name.
4: Amen. Amen. Global the
2: Intercontinental.
4: Baba you know today is uh, father's confession Sunday. Globalba. Uh, why are you not answering now?: I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening to you.: You know, you, you talked about um, and Globalba, you know, sometimes I just wonder how you know all these things. You talked about manual, yes for the new car, or for the new phone. Yes, and didn't end the Globaba. He went on to say that most people don't read it. Yes. Global Baba, look into this camera and tell us. Have you read or um
2: yes? My Homer, I read the entire manual to know how to operate the Homa car.
4: Baba. Yes. For the Homa. For the Homer. For the phone.
2: For my phone, I'm not into it. <laughs> Global, I have the phone experts in my house. Yes, yeah, sure. So if yeah. I have a question, I just ask them. They I, are my manual.
4: Absolutely. They, yeah, fantastic. Global, but then the other thing about swimming. You know, Global, you know, I grew up in a fishing port. So you're a fish? <laughs> global, but, you know, I grew up in a fishing port. My father, a fisherman, and um, I grew up there, I was there for 20 years. So Why you can pod? swim? Global Baba, yes, that's the swimming story I want to tell you. So I went swimming. I tried swimming three times, and three times I almost drowned. So today, Global Baba, I can never have a swimming pool in my house. Your own is even good, Global. I can go and sit down there and put your so leg. So you, can't put your leg. I can't even go near. <laughs> <laughs> Global, Barber, my own is bad like that. You know. Then, um, Daddy finally, um. Last Friday, we, we tried to touch it, yes. but we didn't have time, and we promised that we will come. Yes. And um, today, this morning, you rounded off with that love. And there's a tendency, as your children, as um, children of a good father like you, and children of God generally, to, to, to wonder sometimes about love. When you have pastors, for instance, who preach the law, and you have people who know, that you have their followers, their children, who say, this is the law. I don't like it. But they are still sticking there. Can that be love? That's where the
2: problem is. So even if the captives are seeing the truth from scripture, they are loyal to their captor. It takes the grace of God to free them. So that's why we pray for them.
4: Well, but that's heavy. Let's make progress now by kicking off this edition of Ask the Our State Council. Or From a back a quibum state, of course, that's where we are. This one, thank you, dear Global Baba and the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush on what you do in the body of Christ. May God richly enrich both of you. Amen. Please, Global Baba, I need clarifications on these issues. Number one, who was Jesus referring to as the father? Because to some, he was creating another personality apart from himself.
2: Well, if he is God, he can create another personality out of himself for a purpose. So the, 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 the trinity concept is a concept of redemption. When God decided to save man from man's failure, even before man failed, God already had in his plan that for him to do that, he will have to become a man. And he will have to become the spirit to live in a man. So the spirit of God in a man is God himself in a man. Jesus is God in human flesh. And God Almighty is a creator. So he is God in creation he is Christ in redemption. He is Holy Ghost in regeneration. Is the same person operating different things.
4: A Trudeau ID with back now rounds off this entry. In what manner was Jesus taken up? Acts 1 9. They were getting up into heaven. Why were they getting up, Global Baba? Since according to your teaching, heaven isn't up.
2: Well, again, when you read the Bible and you see up, don't think of sky. Up doesn't always mean sky. It was taken up, that is, was received to an elevated position out of their sight. That's what it means.
4: From Abak, Akwaibom States, and we hit the victor International Airport right here in New York, and fly all the way to Abuja, Nigeria. God bless you, Global Baba. Why do some churches keep tithes, keep records of tithes? Is the biblical Francis in Abuja.
2: It's Mount Sinai. In Mount Sinai, there are records. In Mount Zion, there is no record. So it's because it's Sinai. That's the way the law of tithing operates. But from tomorrow, 12 noon, we are having a, conv- a holy convocation on tithing and tithing. For the next 10 days, every 12 noon, GMT Plus One, on my Facebook page, on, on the radio, and on YouTube, on, you know, all the platforms. So make it a date so you can understand fully this concept of tithe and tithy.
4: By the way, I like the point you made about Mount Sinai. I think that was earlier today during the service about Mount Sinai being a place for bondage and uh, Zion Zion being the place for liberty. Yes. That's that's, that's huge. Yes, that's the way the Bible teaches. Absolutely. Okay, still from Abuja, PMO, writing, I hope my global baba knows how much I love him. And I just feel blessed every time. Hello, the Intercontinental St. Bush. Kindly, Global Baba, relate the teaching with the prophet and the widow who had the last meal.
2: Well, the prophet and the widow had the last meal in the Old Testament. Remember again, that was the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there were diverse kinds of operations. All right. And uh, because of the way people operated, both culturally and otherwise, it was very natural for a woman to give to a prophet in the Old Testament. And when she gave to the prophet, the prophet prayed that what she had left would be enough for her. So that was a miracle. That's not a lifestyle. That was a miracle. That's not a lifestyle.
4: Okay, producer, let's just open that um, small window for phone calls about now and see how long we can go. Even as we head out of the Namdi Azikiwe International Airport in Abuja, Nigeria, heading to Cameroon, Yaoundé. I'm really, really feeling good, really, really enjoying myself in Christ. 30 Days of Glory 2022 is glorious, Global Baba. I want to know something concerning the Spirit and the Ghost. What is the difference between Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, or the difference between Ghost and Spirit, so that I may know and continue to use the word appropriately, Um, sometimes Holy Spirit, sometimes Holy Ghost. I did the same, Global Baba. Thank you. Obonaya Nwakotubrut in Kumba, Cameroon. Well,, I'm going to stay with the Holy Spirit.
2: You know ghost means and uh, an, you know, a spirit being. That's what it means. But in the Bible, we stay with the word "spirit," because spirit doesn't mean some, something mysterious. Spirit just means a personality that you cannot see with your two- naked eyes. That's the meaning of spirit. So stay with spirit, because that's the one the Bible uses all the time.
4: Out of Cameroon, on the, you know, Cameroon is said to be between the crossroads uh, between West and Central Africa. We hit the west coast of the continent, Ghana. Appreciate you, Global Baba, the best anchor of our time, Mr. Michael Bush. I would like to ask for God's protection for you. The revelation of Christ should keep in prison so that those of us learning under you will be enriched, Global Baba. I have a few things, though, to clear. You did a sermon in which you brought out several incidents that's evil in the Old Testament attributed to God, which you, you corrected exegetically, and seeming contradictions in the same. Please, I want to know the title.
2: Misunderstood God. The Misunderstood God series is what you're looking for.
4: Misunderstood, the misunderstood God series. Again, still from Bismarck Antwi in Ghana, Global Baba in Hebrews 12, 29, we're told our God is a consuming fire which, sadly, is a friend's description of God in the whole Bible. I tried to correct him, but he has uh, said he's not ready to listen to me. Please, can you shed more light on it for me? Thank you.
2: Well, the consuming fire that God is, is that he consumed all the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Sacrifice for sins, consumed the law of Moses, and all of that. That's the meaning of the consuming fire. It's not like he consumes human beings. He consumed the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. That's what that context is talking about in Hebrews.
4: Baba, we're heading out of uh, Ghana. And there's a very funny entry here. A guy writing, I'm not sure what is the guy, or an angel, says he's writing from heaven. Sir, I'm really, really blessed by your teachings. May God continue to strengthen you. Your teaching inspired me to compose a song today. I really wish one day I'll be like you. He's already in heaven. It's well, like you're that, already like, in like heaven. Like all of us. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're already
2: <laughs> all the same. But I know what you mean, knowledge-wise. Keep learning, you will grow.
4: Another anonymous entry. Thank you for this wonderful series, Global Baba, that is talking about Soterious season nine. When teaching about love, you used to the words esteeming others above yourselves. How do you esteem a person who is needy above yourself? How can you make them feel above you, considering that they are in many ways down? Due to their situations or conditions. Well,
2: above you simply means you give to them discreetly in honor, in reverence. Don't make them feel small. Don't do it like, "Ah." you know, you honorably give to them. And you give to them not like uh, you're giving to somebody who doesn't deserve it. So that's how you esteem people better than you.
4: The east coast of the continent of Africa, here we come. Uganda, being nice. Thank you, Global Baba, for the work of teaching. You do. You're being blessed by it. Oh, so I am being blessed. We are being blessed by it. I am pastor over David in Uganda. I have a question. Is suicide sin? When something killed himself which is enemies uh, or with his enemies, is it not sin?
2: Well, suicide is selfishness, and selfishness is sin. Because the reason why you commit suicide is because you want to deny everybody that loves you the opportunity of having you. So you are being selfish. And the reason why people get into suicide is depression. When they have lost meaning for life, when they have lost hope, when they have lost everything. And the only reason why they did that is because their eyes are not centered on Christ. They are not growing in the knowledge of Christ. Because when you grow in the knowledge of Christ and you focus on Christ, you will never feel depressed. You will never feel deprived You will never feel like there's no hope. In Christ, we are begotten again unto a lively hope by the resurrection from the dead. So it's when people lose that focus that they get into selfishness, which brings depression and ultimately leads to suicide. However, even if people commit suicide who are already born again, they are with Jesus. It's just that they have cheated themselves more opportunities to fulfill the plan of God for their lives.
4: We round off presently with this entry from Uganda sent in by Owo David. And he said he actually had one question. He said, I have a question, but there are two. Is the story of Noah and Global Baba, Noah and Floods, real? Or is it a narration or a vision or a figure of speech by the writer to imply something?
2: Well, the Old Testament is types and shadows. So the story of Noah and the Ark and the Flood is a type and a shadow of God's long-suffering How much God can suffer long in waiting for people to be saved. But a day comes when that long suffering ends and judgment comes. Just like it will be at the end of the world. Like it was in the days of Noah. We are preaching now. People don't believe in what we are preaching. God is merciful. Hoping that they will accept the gospel. If they don't, at the end of the day, judgment will come. He that believeth not will be destroyed he that believes will be saved. So that's what the days of Noah looks
4: like. I'll stop over just for a couple of hours. Um, it's in Uganda. We'll come back right next, and we kick off there. From Meanwhile, as we round off, this edition of the program, prayer request. Let's
2: pray for people in need. Father, we pray for everybody in need. Sick bodies be healed. People going through in, through trying times. We ask for divine intervention, Amen. the miracle of God in their lives and in their families. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
4: Okay, so that's this edition of Ask the Counselor, indeed of 30 Days of Glory, 2022, Day 8. We'll return in style any moment now. Until then, Michael Bush, joined by his producer, Pastor I.J. and the production team, inviting Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina. The
2: Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Let's celebrate Mr. Bush for being a blessing. Praise God. Well, all of you online, on television, on radio, and all the platforms, you don't want to miss the 11 o'clock service. It's going to be very powerful. So much to share with you, so much to bring your way. Get more people to be part of the 11 o'clock service because of so much that I, I want to say, and you will be at it. We love you guys, and until we see you then, enjoy the grace of God and be blessed.
4: Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria.
2: Amen.
1: Praise. God. <laughs> Um e